to Black with a Dash of. I'm your host, Ronald Thomas. Today, I have world-renowned uh, DJ, DJ Daryl Scott in the building. How you doing, brother? What's up, people? How y'all doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you. Was that was that your... Um, was that yeah, your this is voice? my professional voice. That's oh, my professional right. voice. I'm going to keep it a G. You're my G, so... No, you don't do that. What's good, everybody? It's DJ Darrow. <laughs> One of my best friends interviewing me, so this should be easy. Uh, a lot of things he probably know don't know about me, but hey. we're going to learn a lot about each other today. So Hey, watch out now. So Yeah, man. So you are a DJ. You've been DJing on the side for how long? Oh, wow. Um, going on about 16, 17 years now. 16 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. Me, I just be... I just be trying to record stuff in the tape deck and put a little sound in between it so it sound like it's a, it's a CD. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, so how did you how did you start DJing? How how that happen? Um, uh, I've always had a love for music. Right. Um, in my family, uh, we always had. I've been fortunate enough to have a big family, and we always had get-togethers. Um, and uh, my aunt, God rest her soul, my aunt May. She always would have the the latest music, uh, the music and make everybody party. And I always found that exciting. Like she could control the narrative in her own house just through music, no matter the age group. Um, this is like maybe mid, early to mid eighties that I'm talking about. All right. uh, as I got older, um, I have a few relatives that actually were DJs. Um, DJ Rod Gray, who was a relative of mine okay. and um, a, a big brother to me, DJ, Dr. Dre, Andre Addison, um, hanging around them, seeing how the community themselves gravitated to them when they, every time they had a party, um, how professional they were, uh, how they took care of their equipment and just how they approached uh, just having a party. All that was exciting. Okay. Um, I really became serious um, when I really got on the tutelage of Dr. Dre. Um, he told me about the the business aspect side of it, the equipment side of it, how to hone your craft. He introduced me to several celebrities. Uh, DJ Cool was one of them. Um, I don't know if you know who DJ Cool is, right? Let me clear my throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he, he introduced me to a lot of people and allowed me to pick their brains on how to be successful as a DJ. What, what do you do to own your craft or to make yourself better? Um, and just from that point on, um, just getting opportunities, um, getting opportunities through family to DJ a party just with like minimal equipment and just to get the reaction of people enjoying what you're doing when you're playing music. That's very intoxicating. You know, it's uh, it's something I can't even describe. It's like when you, for example, when you got married, right? I'm sure you had like a an emotional moment to yourself where it's like this overwhelming feeling of happiness or excitement, even to the point where you may even feel you know, like you're about to cry a little bit. You know, it's just that. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. I ain't gonna put you on blast, but it's just an overwhelming amount of, of, of happiness that you, when you're playing music and you see everyone in the crowd enjoying what, what, what you're putting down. Okay. And no matter what you do, people still in the pocket with it. So that just continued to grow. And um, throughout the years, I've been I've met some great people, put me in great positions uh, to get in clubs locally. 
um, which I then met national celebrities. And then, you know, my name became big in the area and up and down the DMV corridor. Um, and from that point on, I just, I just, I, th- I thank God every day for the ability to have this gift to entertain um, because it's not easy. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, people think just because you have a laptop and two turntables, that makes you a DJ, you know, a DJ has to connect with their audience. You already know. You know it's I, I've tried yeah. doing it myself. I got my own uh, controller and stuff and I got a hard time connecting with myself, let alone an audience. <laughs> 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 I'll be like, Oh, I'm, this is going to be my set. I'm going to do about 45 yeah. songs. I do 12 of them, and I don't went somewhere else. Next thing you know, I'm playing Nirvana and Rihanna together, and it don't sound like nothing. Right. <laughs> right. But, again, that's that's the beauty of music. Because even when you said Nirvana you know, and Rihanna, you never know. You could have a crowd where that could be the, the song or the, right. or the mix that keeps them going. Right. You know, I've went, I've done parties where I've done day parties and a night party in the same day. And I went from playing Billy Ray Cyrus to Gucci Mane. Right. And the reaction to both records were the same. But it all depends on you have to know your crowd. You have to know when is the right time to play it, how to play it, how long to play it. So it's, it, t- it takes a while to understand the craft. And I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means. Right. But I think I've, I, I respect the craft to know enough to know um and to keep to continue to practice and try to get better because i'm all i'm my worst critic you know every time i have a party no matter what the venue is i'm wrecking my brain weeks in advance trying to come up with something that they haven't heard before i don't want you to say when when when, when this song comes on well i know what's coming next i don't want i, I don't <laughs> that bothers right. me yeah no that i really understand i understand completely matter of fact i'm, I'm you gonna know, tell you just as a person who loves DJing and the, the reason I try to do it is because I love that feeling of when a song is going to a certain place and a DJ mixes something in here like, mm-hmm. yeah, how did, that, that how did you put that in there? Wait yeah. a minute. That is not mm-hmm. supposed to work. And it's funny. Yeah. Shoot, I, every time I play back something that I've recorded and I usually get obsessed with that transition. That That is the thing mm-hmm. that drives me nuts. I can care less about the two songs that are being played. It's how they mix it up. And that little 30 seconds is a song all by itself. Transition. If I tell anyone who asks me about DJing, I say, if you can transition music, then you're halfway there. I mean, seamlessly transition music, not just put one song here and just hard stopping and play another song. That's not a transition. You, I, I tell anyone, if you can play one song, and seamlessly bringing another song without stopping the people from partying, then you're on your way. But you know, it, it takes time. It you have to you have to practice. You have to know. You have to understand music first of all, because you have to come in at the right time, at the right hook, at the right break, at the right breakdown. Right. You know, whatever the case is, you have to you have to know what that song is and transition it smoothly because. No one, pe- people who don't even know anything about DJing, they will stop and look at you like, "What the hell is he doing?" Right? You know, like, how you gonna break? <laughs> we sitting there, we, we jamming. You know, we getting it, and then all of a sudden, you, how you? No, nah, come on, bro. And that's happened to me before. It took. I'm not gonna lie. I've had my bumps in the road where I look at the crowd like, "Man, I lost them just now. I gotta find them again." You know, like that. That didn't go over well, but so it's trial and error. How do you keep from? 
letting that discouragement get to you. You know what I mean? Because that's just like, to me, that sounds like people that do stand up, right? They go mm-hmm. out there, they don't do that well, and it, it'll crush you. And you got to right. get back up and do it. How do you find that? How do you find that in you to do it? You have those moments, like kind of like stand up mm-hmm. when you get, when you start to bomb and you know, oh, I just had a bad set. How do you mm-hmm. recover and make, not not just in that set, but how do you recover mentally and like, okay, this next set, this next set going to be right. But what just happened ain't going to happen again. So great analogy. So when it comes to comedy, before like Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart or anyone does their Netflix specials or movie specials, they go to comedy clubs and test their jokes out, right? You know, they have to see what pops for the audience. So a lot of times, even when I'm, uh, if I'm DJing in my basement or if I'm DJing in front of people, um, you're testing. I, I try certain music, you know, you know, I try to reinvent myself. I try to just continue to push the needle forward when it comes to DJ Darren. And that lets me know it really doesn't hurt my pride at all. It lets me know that, okay, maybe you need to try a different approach when it comes to that particular mix or those particular songs. So um, I can't really say it hurt my, it really doesn't hurt my feelings. It just puts me, uh, makes me more aware that I need more practice on this particular part of my DJ. Because I try not to beat up myself too much um, because a lot of people can't come behind these tables and do what we do. You know, they just, they get the product of what happens. But if I tell anyone, okay, or stop the pot, I need somebody to come DJ for me while I walk outside real quick. I guarantee you half of them couldn't do it. Or hardly no one could do it. But um, I just try to continue to, to put myself in a situation where I will succeed. So if I do try something for the first time, you best believe I tried it in my basement or, you know, in some type of practice for fashion before it's live to the audience and if they don't like it then i scratch it i put it in a scrap heap and and work on something else but you're gonna have those people who just look at you like dude you're killing my vibe or you know it, it is what it is you know um that's dope one thing from a, yeah one thing from a dj is you have to read the crowd you know you have to know who your audience is like if i have a group full of 40 plus i'm not going to play little Uzi Vert all night. Right. You know, that uh, they may know who he is, but (laughs) the demographic says that that's not something that's going to really set well with them all night. You know, they're going to look at me like, okay, who is this guy? Who hired him? So I do my research even before I get there. Like, who's going to, like, what are we looking for? What age demographic am I really preparing for? And even if we get some either older or younger folk, I know how to, to give a good gumbo of everything, but not overwhelm you just with one thing, right. you know, because everybody likes a little bit of something. That's dope. That's dope. And to see like, and yeah. I know that you know what you're talking about, right? I've seen yeah. you in action. You did my wedding. People still talk about it to this day. I'm honored. I'm honored. Every day. It's like, man, the party didn't stop. That and the food. <laughs> they like, the party didn't stop. Yeah, Y'all the the food. And, and you, you already know, that's all I talk about is food. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my, my question is, you know, you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever try to make it your main job? Uh, oh man, that's, oh, that, that is, that's been a dream of mine. Um, and I will be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm very scared to make that leap. 
And I don't know why, because I'm not really scared of anything in life. It's just the the fear of failure. Um, but I, I I have a great nine to five now. Benefits are great. Um, you do, you know. Yeah. So it's hard for me to just to to say to give all that up and just focus mainly on DJing. I really could. I don't. I really could make a living off this. I could travel the you world. Could. I see you on Fridays, you know, brother. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a great question. Steve Harvey said it best. He said that you know sometimes you have to just jump right you know you right. have to you have to trust that everything that you put into it is going to work and you have to have faith in yourself i have faith in myself i just have to just do the leg work and prepare myself enough to where when i if i ever do that then i know i'm not going to fail so but i mean i'm getting older now so i don't know how many more years man, i'll be actually doing man, this stop, stop playing. I, i'm being honest man, man. I, you know man, you can I mean, dj forever I mean, yeah, DJ Cool, sixty four. You ain't gotta dance. You just gotta turn them tables. Now, yeah. Now, if you get some, you get some forty fives, and yeah, you might get a heart attack. But you ain't gotta do that. (laughs) Yeah, do that. You slide and click, and you ain't gotta do that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a little, it's a little work, but it's not the same. It ain't. It's not. You did in eighty six. You don't have to carry records. Just the the equipment is much smaller and lighter. Um, the only anguish you get is just the mental anguish of yeah. trying to make sure that the party pops that's yeah. it well you know just don't get you no alzheimer's you straight <laughs> man I, I pray i don't man <laughs> you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna but that's a, that's a great question man that's you if anything you got me thinking about it again because I, I, I thought that's about what it i before. hope and i hope yeah. when we get you back on here you bring that up again i do hope that because because my my other question right is like how do you maintain the same interest for DJing when you know, at least currently, it doesn't bring in the same amount of money as your nine to five? Right. The, the side um, hustle problem. I DJ for so long um, just for the passion of loving music and getting the enjoyment of watching people respond to music because I feel the same way. Like if I hear a song, music moves me right you know it's um so even if i'm not gonna lie the the, the money's good i i love getting paid for something that i love to do but i i do this a lot of times just on the strength of i love to play music i love to dj um as i built my uh credibility and you know my notoriety around the uh, the, the area of course i know my worth as well um and that's not me being braggadocious that's just okay i know what i'm bringing to the table if you hire me to do a party i'm going to give you everything i can to make sure that whatever you're investing into this party you're going to get your money's worth and i think people know when they come to see my party that it's i'm not going to have i'm not going to have do anything i'm going to give it to you i'm going to make sure that you left and you got your money's worth so don't don't you think that once you start knowing your worth Mm-hmm. That you can start charging your worth, hey! And when you can start charging hey. your worth, that's <laughs> man, when you make the transition from making yes. that your mm-hmm. side hustle to your main job, your main, hustle, main job, right. side hustle. You, you know, know, I have a lot of friends in the industry, um, a lot of good friends on the radio um, that do it for a living, and that's all they do, and they live great. Um, they got a 
a head start on me for you know 15 20 year head start on me but um i've had i had a proposition to me you know like i i can get you on the radio i can you know I, again i would have to put the work in i think anything that is of substance uh that is has longevity you have to prepare for it. you have to speak it into existence you have to nourish it you have to pray on it you have to do everything you do right uh and i haven't done xyz and abc i've only really just thought about it that's it i'm gonna be totally i'm gonna be very transparent i just really thought about it and even when though that opportunity came my way i still was in a good position on my nine to five i'm like man i got a family can i really take that leap right now to say let me just do this full time it, it's scary um I, I would never say I can't because I know it. You know. No, I just I understand that, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm doing this right now. Like this, yeah. I don't even know if this will actually make money, but I'd like it to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I like for this to be something I can do because I can listen to people. That's what I do. Yeah, right. You know, I'm I'm I've always been a good listener, and I always been able to get people to to say what they feel, right, and say mm-hmm. what they mean at least. If nothing else, mm-hmm. they may not tell me everything, but they're not going to lie <laughs> straight up. Right. You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, we watch folks. On, I watch um, you, you as well. You watch folks on YouTube. Right. Um, I like I watch a lot of Madden players, um, yeah. you know, you know how we love Madden. But right. Um, they that's their nine to five is just to play video games and they make buku money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't? If, if if someone can just get 17 million followers just to watch me play Madden yep. and 2K, yep, and they make millions of dollars off this, and why can't I be a full-time DJ? You just answered your own question. Have you ever seen a beard so luxurious that you stopped what you were doing, dropped your jaw, and stared in awe at the majestic king who just graced you with their presence? It's fine, we all have. If you're like me, you even want to be that person. And like me, <laughs> you can. Thanks to the House of Classic Cuts Black Mango Beard Kit. House of Classic Cuts is a company dedicated to helping you have the beard of your dreams. They have a wide line of products designed to help you get that person-stopping, jaw-dropping beard. Their beard butter helps you soften hair, stimulate growth, moisturize your skin, and keep your beard healthy. And it smells great, too, thanks to their signature Black Mango Scent. I love using their beard butter myself because that's really all the hair I got left. The top of my head is uh, a little follically challenged. But the hair on my face has grown to be quite the mane, and I am um, growing a little attached to it. And because of that, I got to make sure I put in the things that take care of it day in and day out. But they also have a wide range of products for men's skin and hair care. Get yourself a bigger, better beard now by clicking the link in my description and using code HOCC at checkout. That's houseofclassiccuts.com. Promo code HOCC at checkout. Don't worry, you won't be disappointed. The House of Classic Cuts is making facial hair awe inspiring, one beard. At a time. It's that beer butter, baby. 
why it's it's nothing stopping me but the, me. The, and, the and, thing um, that I've learned in all these things, which is why I'm going to take this podcast full bore, even if I don't mm-hmm. make any money off of it, is consistency. Right? Mm-hmm. When you do something and you show up, people are going to expect you to be there. And when they expect you to be there and you're there and you show up for them, you might be the only person that shows up for them. Right? That's what a lot of these YouTubers are. A lot of these YouTubers are people that are consistent and we love consistency because we barely get any of it. Right? We don't, people we work with aren't consistent. Our family ain't consistent. Our relationships Mm -hmm. try to be consistent, but you know, sometimes they get bored when they get consistent, right? So, When you come up in the YouTube, your, your favorite YouTuber, it's Wednesday, and you know he dropped one on Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. You know you got two videos to watch, right? And if you and you size to watch it, and if you yeah. don't, you think something wrong. You send a mess, hey bro, you right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to take a vacation, yeah. oh, man. It's all right. Oh, I can't wait to see you back, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like they like, ready? Man, did I miss something? Are you looking right? At the, and the a channel. Lot, is and the funny right. thing about all that content is you get addicted to the pattern of it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even, you're not even as, some. a lot of times you're connected to the content, but a lot of it is the fact that the content keeps coming. Right. You get addicted to the fact that, oh, they gave me something. What's next? Right, yep. what's next? What you got? Mm-hmm. Who, who's he going to have on now? What's he right. going to do next? Mm-hmm. He might not even be good. Hey. What's this dummy doing? Right, right. You know? right? <laughs> but that's, that's what we do, right? Right, it's like you build a relationship with these people that don't even know you. Right, you know. Right, yeah, and I, I truly have like I, I found myself having favorites on this podcast and on this you know YouTube channel. Right, like I really know these cats. Like if I've seen them in the street, I will walk right up to them and dap them up and talk to them like we've been knowing each other for years. And that's how they not, they don't know who I am. But how many how many of your friends do you have, or at least had, mm-hmm. that showed up to everything you did? Hung out with you all the time, but y'all didn't talk that much. Right. But that's your boy because he was there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I remember you was at so and so. You was at this festival. You was doing this mm-hmm. thing. Right. So and so been with me every time I go to such and such. That's my boy because he show mm-hmm. up. He right? show up. <laughs> oh, you you, you, you up? said a mouthful. <laughs> Consistency. You know, and it, it even goes. You know, um, I have a great circle of friends and family um and we're always there for each other no matter what the situation is we all have our own lives we have our own families we have our own things going on but at the end of the day like you said we're there for each other you know they show up um and even if they don't i don't expect all my fellas to show up to all of my events but when when they do show up they actually made an effort to come and that makes it even more better right you know because i understand that it's more to life, especially in the, in the, in the climate that we're in there right. with the pandemic. You know, I don't expect a lot of people to come out like they used to, you right. know, even if you are vaccinated, um, you still can run the risk of, you know, getting sick. So if I do see my brothers out and we congregate, that only makes it that much better. So you, yep. you definitely hit someone on the head when it comes to consistency Telling and you. who truly is there for you. And right and like a lot of a lot of life and these friendships are built in the mundane right it's like we don't you know what we see on youtube and on instagram what people post is the highlights mm-hmm. the friends are there on the in between 
right? No. Like I pride myself in being that friend that helps you move. I'll, I'll take you to the airport. I can't always do mm-hmm. your big thing because you know somebody else got a big thing too, or mm-hmm. I'm broke. You know whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm big on I'm big on giving moral support. It's like, right, yeah. right, right. Like yeah. oh, I know you there. Here's ten dollars for your drink. Mm-hmm. I'd rather give you ten dollars for your drink than spend the sixty on right. dinner because I just can't afford it. Right. Right. Um, But it's an effort thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. I could easily just be like, I'm not coming. And most of us accept that stuff. Mm -hmm. But when people sent me something, I get a little note and it's like, oh, uh, buy a drink on me. It's like, man, he couldn't be here, but look Mm -hmm. at you. Look at you. King. Yeah. Perfect sense. (laughs) Perfect sense. Straight up. And like, I had a friend um, I went to see back home. I was back home this weekend. And I went to see, I uh, went to see her. We had a uh, brunch, me, her, and her son, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I tend to be real slick with the with the bill, right? So I usually I go when nobody's looking. I slip it like this, you know. Sometimes I see the receipt. I already got the card ready. They give me the receipt. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, thank you. All right, appreciate it. And nobody even knows what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So my friend was like, "What are you doing? Well, I ain't seen you so long. I was like, I ain't seen you in the same amount of time." <laughs> right, 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 right. And she was like, "Well, can I, I, I'm at least get half or whatever, and whatever. Uh, can I cash app Zell?" I was like, "Yeah, whatever. You know, Zell, use my phone number, right?" Mm-hmm. She waited like three or four days. I'm thinking she forgot about it. You know, it's Gucci. I get it today. Mm-hmm. She paid for the whole thing plus like three dollars. Like, wow, wow. Dude, y'all, y'all wilding. It's like that mm-hmm. you back. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have people. In your corner like that, right. you know what I'm saying. Especially when you don't, when you're not. It's good when people do things just because they want to do it, not because right. they have to do it, right? Or they feel indebted to you, and it's you a, know, and yeah, it feels better to even receive it because you know it's genuine, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I hadn't seen I hadn't seen her in maybe three years, but we hadn't hung out cool in maybe twelve, fifteen, really. Wow. Like you know what I mean? So it was one of those things where it's like. You can tell you're doing the right things when people value you just for you. We didn't do nothing special. We didn't we didn't go to some, you know, fancy roof steakhouse type place. None of that. It was just, you know, we just went to brunch. Hey, I ain't seen you forever. Good to see you. That was it. But it was very important for us to see each other and reconnect. And I had a conversation with her and another friend. Uh, while I was back home, and it was and somebody else I hadn't seen in about ten years, and I was like, you know, we've been we've been doing this wrong, right? We we've, we've been slacking. Like we gotta, because I, I don't really want too many new friends. Like I'll I'll take all the acquaintances in the world. Right, right, right. I appreciate the circle staying small, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you being in the circle, brother. But I yes, know, sir. I don't want it. I don't want to grow too much, right? Mm-hmm. You, I, I got my core folk. No, right. he said no new friends. I'm good. No new friends. Uh, yeah, but it's also important that I don't forget the ones that got me where I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just say that to say, you know, making sure that you value your time and the people around you uh, will help you learn to value yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I could honestly say in these last two years. Um, I went through a lot, man. Uh, and you know what I've been through. Um, you know, it goes without saying, but, um, one thing, uh, it has taught me is to, uh, to not lose focus on what's, what's most important. 
you know, one thing I have, I, I've realized that I can't pour from an empty cup. I can't give any more than what I can give. You cannot. You know, um, I have to take care of myself first and foremost before I can do anything for anybody else. Right. You know, mentally and physically. Um, because I, I, I've never in my life suffered with anxiety. And that even after I lost my brother several years ago, um, I recently had been diagnosed with anxiety. I'm like, man, what the, what is this? Right. Like, why can't I sleep? You know, why, why am I always thinking of this? Why am I always emotional? You know, like, this is not me. I ain't, you know, I'm, I, I'm the, I'm the get over a guy. Right. Right. You know, I'm, you know, yeah. like, man, whatever. I'm good. <laughs> but it got to a point where I want, I wasn't good. And I, you know, and I think, you know, as black men, you know, it's, it's like taboo to talk about mental health. Right. You know, like to admit that I'm having a problem mentally, like I can't get past this. I don't know what to do because a lot of times like what we were taught at generation to generation is, oh, toughen up. You a man, get over it. You know, you better not show emotion, right. you know, like, and a lot of them died at the age of 50 or forties because right. they kept everything in and didn't know how to, to express themselves. So, uh, having COVID, laying up in the hospital bed, it put a lot of perspective on life. Um, you know, having my world flipped upside down, you know, when it comes to family and everything, um, it, it just, it really made me enjoy life. I'm not gonna lie, throughout all that pain came happiness because now I, when I, when I wake up in the morning, when I, even like I was having a bad day today, I told you, like, I broke my television today. Like, man, right. come on, man. I had this TV for almost six years. Now, why I want to break the day on some on, on some fluke stuff? But I looked around. I'm like, I can buy me another TV. I'm not hurt. No right. one, my no one here is hurt. So I, I always try to look at the positive rather than just focus on that one thing. And that's what I kept doing. I kept focusing on that one thing that kept me down, bro. We kept me down. Kept me down kept me down no matter what no matter what good was going on in my life i can i can this all i saw was that one thing horse blindness um but i i just had to find myself bro and i'm 44 years old and i've never went through a two-year span like i went through in these last two years you know going in you know but i i wouldn't trade it for anything because i i'm definitely a stronger person and i'm a different person i'm more of a uh uh, I guess a, a a more well-rounded person because spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, I'm solid. Yeah, and you, you know, I, skinny, I can't right? really be broken. You looking a little skinny over there, man? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, um, I got some things going on, man. Um, got a dietitian. I'm actually meeting with a dietitian tomorrow, man. I'm taking I'm taking my life seriously, bro. Hey, man, that's I want to be around for a little while. I'm gonna need you to be because you know you don't yeah. stay over forty three, but I'd rather say there's a few more years between us. <laughs> yeah you know no, i just that's, that's um good man that's real good yeah and that's another thing about <laughs> not leaving where i currently work too because the benefits are great dude man like i'm getting top-notch attention when it comes to my health yeah. mentally and physically What's you it? know because if i didn't have those uh opportunities to have you know people to talk to or go see a, a therapist or a doctor um then it, I, I really don't think I will be here because they actually helped me. You know, a lot of times you don't want to put your family in 
what you're going through because they're going to take sides when it comes right. to other people. Right. It only makes matters worse because you all they always kind of remind you, are you doing okay? Is, what's <laughs> going on now? Like, are you just you being know, nosy or do you really want to help me? You know what I'm saying? So, get <laughs> some cake, baby. Yeah, man. Like, I love my family and all, but we could be messy at times too. Though. We could be real messy. You're always messy because um, they know yes. you're nowhere, no matter what the, what they finna tell you. I'm always be here, man. But, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm taking life seriously. I'm taking you know every day that I'm I'm granted. You know, I'm trying to make use of it. Um, because again, we're living in this in a time in a society where you're healthy today and tomorrow you may not you know, things could drastically change and i know that firsthand so why not make today the best of it you know um i know you and i've been talking about doing this podcast and i'm like man no i'm a, me and my brother need to chop it up because we have you and i talk on the phone a lot and when we do talk it's uh it's always captivating there's always something that Either we haven't we seen or we want to talk about or like I can't I can't wait to tell him what I I seen on Instagram right <laughs> or something or, or, you know or in the Madden League chat yeah <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the Madden League to all the brothers shout, out there shout, too shout man. out to all them man uh, big ups yeah. big ups to y'all if anyone has a PS five for sitting no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I'm, I can't get my hands on one I'm not paying. Eight hundred dollars from no PS5. I don't nope. even know how you didn't. I didn't pay for that. I didn't. I didn't pay no extra. I got mine from Sony. Now, I'm some of these other local jokers, I don't know where they got them, and you Man, know they try to. I don't know how they got them. All right, some of these folks. I, you know, I, I get the I get the Twitter alerts every day. You know, and every time I go on it, boom. So I think they got some type of bots or something. To be buying. Oh, no, they definitely stuff. do. They definitely do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I literally, they get it could be up for for thirteen seconds, and I click on it, and it's gone. Like, how in the world can and, someone check out that fast? And you know, and no if, I was, if I was Sony, yeah, get faster. Because as far as we're concerned, we sold them, so I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, we, like, care, like I know it's unfortunate. Don't you care as yeah. much as people? But we sold our stock, it, so it's Good about luck. the bottom line, <laughs> not the consumer. Right? You, that's pretty much what it is. It's a bottom line business, right? Yeah. Right. No, nah, I get it. It sucks. It does suck, but hey, I may just have to get one off somebody like independently or locally that's not in the store that just don't maybe want it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but nah, or boom, I, I'm having you know, no luck, man. Go on the corner, boom, booming them, you know. Yep, I need, I need, I need, I need a bra man. I need a bra man. Nah, I need a Tracy Morgan hustle man. That's what I need. What's happening, Chief? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, Yo, so now you speak about the pandemic because that's how that's how mm-hmm. all that happened. How I end up with a PS Five because I was stuck in the house. I'm like, I'm just gonna go ahead mm-hmm. and try to beg for one. But <laughs> you, how did you keep up the energy for DJing in this time? Because mm-hmm. like you basically had to kind of reinvent yourself, didn't you? I did. Um, I started doing parties through Facebook Live. Um, when we all stuck in the house, we couldn't go anywhere. Um, I seen some other of my DJ friends doing it and I saw the, the energy that they provided for people that were stuck in the house. I mean, people were literally turning their Bluetooth on and having their own parties with their family. And the first time I did it, um, I think as of right now, it's like at 10,000 views. Um, and I was overwhelmed. I, I, I was so overwhelmed at the end of my set, I, I literally broke down and cried on camera. 
because you know I'm, you can see people commenting scrolling up and down and i just had it through my iphone I had my iphone perched up on the stand right and had a speaker in my apartment and you know was just just going to work and literally the entire time it was just comment after comment after comment i couldn't read them all uh and i'm still going back through that that live broadcast and trying to read them all so uh and i try to do that now even though we're back outside yeah. people some people aren't so right. i try to try to do something every so maybe once or twice a month r&b wednesdays um and try to give people some nostalgic stuff to listen to um try to not just be your radio dj but be something that you right. know of, of a mixture Right. to you know where where we used to be years ago to maybe a song that is new or something you never even heard before right. you know i like to break stuff like yo this is something new by so-and-so check it out yeah you know um just like you and i you and i love the eclectic artists right. you know like artists that probably you would hear on a b-side of a of a of an album for those who know what an album is Right, you know, like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, it's it's. I just enjoy, even though I'm not, I wasn't in front of people. The love and the reception that I got from people just commenting and inboxing me and and talking to me through the the live feed was just as exciting. Right. Uh, it took some getting used to because I'm I'm sitting here talking and no one's talking back to me. Right. You know, it, it's 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 a little weird. It's a little it's strange. Yeah. Um, but it took some to get used to, and I I actually still love to do it. Um, I just again I have to make time for it. I, I'm going. You to, know, I'm going to challenge you to make some time for it. Right. Yeah. Like just pick just pick out one maybe one maybe one day a month or one day every mm-hmm. two weeks, and do it because the, it is leaning more towards that. And people are using mm-hmm. these these things as soundtracks, right? Yeah. You know, a DJ. I know a DJ that does it every Saturday night. He's a huge DJ. Doesn't even have to he doesn't have to do it for the money anymore. Mm-hmm. He does it every night. He or every Saturday he does it on YouTube. And that's how you monetize. I'll put you on game with that off, okay. off offline here. But they um that and then on Mixcloud, which I which I don't fall in love with. Like uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff is always on there, gigging. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got like a scheduled thing. He always pops on. I'm hardly on there, but he always pops on at a scheduled mm-hmm. time. And I guarantee, because he does that, his viewership is going up. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, if nothing else, use it as practice for going out. And you'd be right. you'd be surprised at the revenue you can make. And and that's what I was using it for. Um, as when I mentioned to you, like you know, I practice in my basement. Mm-hmm. I use those uh, those mixed cloud parties or those Facebook live parties uh, just to see, try different mixes or get a reaction from you know the people listening because they tell you like real time if they like that or not, whether or not they give you hearts or even they make right. an actual comment. Um, so that definitely, I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Like that is a great way to practice. And to keep the people engaged to who I am, and, and pe- yeah. maybe someone who's never even heard me play before, now they see what I'm doing and they hear what I'm doing. Right, and not just that, keep you engaged. Yeah, right? because yeah. my my other question too is, you this is your side job, and mm-hmm. I'm sure, or I'm not sure, but I'm going to ask you this: that when you have 
a day job that takes most of your energy and then you want to do this on the side. Hmm. How do you keep motivated to do that while on the face or the brink of burnout? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great question. Um, you, Anything that you love, you have to put effort to. Right. You have to give effort, whether it be relationships, yeah. anything, your job, you, you have to give it effort because it, if you if you don't, it will show. It will show when I go out to these parties. I'll give you that. Uh, that you know I'm not taking it seriously, um, and people can sense that. They can feel that. They can, you know, people are not not that naive to know that hey, something's off with him. You know, like he's not giving us the normal energy that he gives us. And I never want to cheat people out of their that experience because I never know who may be in there for the first time, or who may need my services. And I don't want to miss out on anything that God intends for me, you know. Um, so during the week, yeah, man, I mean, you work in nine, 10, sometimes 11 hours, even if you're home, you know, that's still in, you're mentally exhausted, you know, dealing with whatever you're dealing with. Um, I, I just dig down. I, if I know that I'm going to play that night, I make sure I pull my, 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 my MacBook out and I, I start listening to music. If I don't, if once I start listening to music, I'm I'm, I'm ready. It could be anything. I mean, I work out with slow jams, if that makes sense. No, <laughs> I, I can dig yeah. it. I can. Yeah, I mean, I can have Babyface on riding the elliptical. I mean, we you get know, old you know, here, as soon as I get home from work, cranking. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you with whip a I'm, I'm being serious. No, but you're, yeah. you're, right. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I tell you the reason why I say that because it helps me focus. When I hear music, I I actually listen to the intent of the song. Right. Oh, what is he saying? What is he saying? What is what what is Babyface trying to say in this song? Yeah. What's he trying? You know, to- and I relate it to my own personal life. Like that. That's why I fell in love with music because music. And I said this when um, I think they did a. Soul Trainer Wars or BT did something with Babyface, and they di- they did a rundown of all his music. And I'm like, man, Babyface was the track, the soundtrack to my teenage years, from Boys to Men to him to Tony Braxton. Oh my gosh, who else he do after Seven? Yeah, uh, all the, the 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 Boomerang soundtrack, Johnny Gill. I mean, he he literally was the soundtrack to my my uh, pre adult life. I got you. so, you know, I, just when I'm I'm wrapping this up, it's just like when I when I hear music, either that takes me back to a time when life was innocent and you didn't have a worry in the world. The only thing you worried about was what what was I gonna match with my feline boots going to school that day? Not the boot, not the boots, That's it. not the boots, the feline boots, man. It wasn't, the it triple wasn't, fat goose coat. It, it wasn't the uh, the feline cages. I had the I had the black feline like. Like look like Timberland boots, but they were actually like like the look, Nike boots. Look, looking like they were felines. Them ACGs looking like using Rhythm Nation. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They were felines, and you couldn't tell me nothing. You ain't. Nothing. But if I find a picture of you voguing somewhere, I'm posting it. I promise. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I got a few in here, but I would never show them. Nope. I would never. It would go to the grave with me. Yeah, but uh, it's just I love nostalgia, man. I love the fact of you can listen to a song and you can remember 
what the air was like, what it what it smelled like, uh, what what who was around, where were you? If you hear that one song, or if you hear a multitude of songs, yeah, and that that is that's therapy. That is therapy for me <clears throat> because I love it. I love I love everything about music. It it make it make, it makes me ask you this, right? So like, I know you love it, right? And I get mm-hmm. love especially music. And I'll share mine when I ask you this question. Do you remember any any in particular time? Because it happens more than once. People always say, Do you remember the time you fell in love with hip hop? Like it, it's never one time, right? Right. But can you think of a specific time or something that you heard that had you going, Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like that? Yeah. And you looked at music completely differently after that. Michael Jackson. Um, when Michael Jackson did Motown 25, I, we were watching it live uh, on our on our floor model television. Oof. And he he was out there with his brothers. And I'm gonna tell you what I had. See, we didn't have, of course, we didn't have laptop. We didn't have internet. You know, so once you saw, you just have to remember what you saw, right? Like, there's no playback here, right? So do you remember those handheld tape recorders? That you had a handle on it, you put the tape in, and you push play and record at the same Did time. Record the play button. The record button was a red button. Yes. Yep. 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 And the speaker was at the top of it. Mm-hmm. The speaker was at the top, and then you had the, the cassette. Then the, the play, rewind, fast forward. You had all those. And it had a handle, looked like a lantern. A handle. Yep. So when Michael Jackson performed Gene, I had a tape, and I pushed play and record, and put it to my television. And that's when I fell in love with music. Is when I heard Michael Jackson, and I saw I, I heard him, but I kept because I recorded, you know, I kept playing Billie Jean over and over again. My mom couldn't keep isotoners in the house because I always put them on because she was an usher at church, and I would walk around <laughs> like I was Michael Jackson isotoner, putting rhymes. The coldest thing in the world. Ooh, you was cold. Yes, my isotoner gloves. Isotoners. I had I begged her to buy me some uh penny loafers from Payless. I begged her to get me some some rhinestone socks. I even asked her could I get a Jerry curl, but she wouldn't go that far. She 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 cut it off at the at the rhinestone socks. <laughs> so but yeah, that's that's when I that's when music became everything to me. And then it just transitioned to when my mom used to buy records. She right. used to bring in, you know, like Rick James and SOS band. Um, you know, um, all the, you know, a lot of gospel records, Sam Cooke, you know, um, we had music all the time in the house, you know, Z, uh, even Southern Soul, ZZ Hill, you know, things that, you know, I, I would see my grandparents dance to Al Green and they would cry. They would slow jam and cry. What the hell are they crying for? But as I got older, I listened to the songs that they were listening to. Right. And it made sense because they were reminiscent of the good times. Yeah. So music does so much for a lot of people and it puts people in good places. Sometimes it puts you in a bad place because it puts you back to where you may not want to go back to. It all depends on the song. So music is very influential to me, whether it be uh, healing or getting over something or just partying or Whatever mood I'm in, music is involved. Every day I listen to music every day. 
Yeah, and doesn't I think matter. That's one of those things that a lot of us don't realize that that's the one constant we tend to do is listen to music every day. Every day. Even the people that pretend they don't like music like that listen to music mm-hmm. every day in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and I try to listen to different types of music. You know, I, I don't, I try to give everything a chance because, like, uh, this Saturday I'm doing uh, a wedding for, um, like, mostly country and western and even like some polka music. Ain't no, ain't and I'm like, I'm leaving polka. Yeah. Yeah, I've never done a polka wedding, but I'm I'm intrigued by it, and I've been doing my research on it to see like okay what how what what makes them pop, right? I know I know in my community what song will make people pop, so <laughs> I I need to find what makes them pop, right? No different. Mm-hmm. Usually involves a stallion of some kind, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I remember I remember the first time I heard. Uh, you know, my, so my mom used to a lot of Motown, a lot of James Brown. Ray Charles loved Ray Charles. Yeah, James Brown I loved as a kid. I loved uh, Earth Wind and Fire as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the OJ's as a kid. You know, Stairway to Heaven still my favorite song, right? Yes. But I remember the very first time I heard um, Total and Can't You See? Can't you see that that, well, that, that feedback beat. sample? And mm-hmm. my mind exploded. I heard it. Yeah. All I heard was doom, do 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 do. And I was like, what in the? Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. One of my favorite songs today. Because the, I remember the moment I heard it, I was just blown back because samples samples were really only used in DJing at the, um, mm-hmm. before then, really. Like, you got a few right. remixes here and there, but they, a lot of them are real commercial, right? Or people just didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. But that was the first thing that went like real mainstream. And it took you a second to be like, wait, is that is that payback? Mm-hmm. And I think hip the early like the late eighties, early nineties hip hop, mm-hmm. like the the Rob Bass, the Eric B and Rock M's, I think they they really sampled James Brown a lot. Yeah, in their music, right? Um, and I think that just transitioned over to R and B as well. Yeah. That if you know especially like in our area like 90s yeah. you know 90s and early 2000s everything was a sample but they put their own their own spin on and it and it was that era that r&b and hip-hop were kind of blended it emerged and yep. who came it out you didn't know which was which and you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't try to find it either right. right it was just oh biggie's number one this week oh mm-hmm. tupac's number one this week oh swv's number one this week it didn't matter yep. and they all sound about mm-hmm. the same PLC was one of those ones where they were singing and rapping. And all of that was just, they just kept out, everybody just kept out doing each other yep. over again until it just became. But you know, I, I hate like to get off hip-hop. subject. But to me, I think if you had, if, you know, people call us, call me old school, you know, and I don't say I dislike today's music, but I think it lacks a lot of creativity. I'm gonna tell you why. So, in a song today, in a, in a hip hop song today, it's more in your face. Like, I want to uh 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 to you. Right. But back in the day, it was play on words. Right. Subtlety. You know, like it was very subtle. But you knew if you understood the meaning. Like for example, Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. A lot of people don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. And you know, he ain't he ain't talking about your uh, your coffee. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it was creative. Right, it was cre- my, that's my point. And the samples 
you know, it's it's like I think they're going back to that now. If you notice a lot of these newer songs or these newer R&B, yeah, well, they're taking songs from the '90s and sampling right. them, right? Which so I was like, feel old. <laughs> makes you feel old, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, but, but I appreciate. Game, I can right? appreciate that. Though. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's better to me. I think they're I think they're showing paying homage to, you know, what they grew up on or what their parents may have grew up on. Just as we pay homage to what our parents grew up on, right? What the music that we like, because you're you're subject to what you're exposed to, right? right. We were exposed yeah. to Earth, Wind, and Fire, Kyle Green, The Temptations, you know, and a lot of the music that we grew up on sampled those artists, and it just continues to happen. So, yeah. I like the way the music is doing. I, th- I think, I think hip hop took a veto somewhere. I don't know where it went to. It went down the street in the back alley somewhere and got that's, lost. That's what that's that's what hip hop's always done. So it's it's hard for us to you know to get mad at it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's what hip hop has always done, right? Mm-hmm. We used to we went to be doing it just to make people mad and have a new kind of sound to trying to fight the police and mm-hmm. it's kind of movement to be progressive. And I think it's always going to be a movement of being progressive because a lot of it now is stuff that's new and we would have never thought of. And we're looking at never. it, why would you do that? Even though <laughs> when we think back, Roger Troutman had a straw in his mouth. We Man. Didn't, we didn't say nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. He parted. He parted. But yeah, man. I, I, um, you good? yeah i'm good yeah yeah i i I just i just appreciate you taking the time brother um is Mm -hmm. if there's um there's anything you have for anybody who wants to get into djing any advice any uh any any kind of gems you'd like to drop right so again i I guess it goes back to what you talked about earlier if you truly want to do something you have to put your all into it you have to invest your time, your your energy, um, your money, um, and uh, you have to practice. Um, just don't think that just because you buy the equipment that that makes you a DJ. Right. Um, you have yeah. to understand music, learn music. Um, um, look, you know, if you go to a party, don't feel uh, ashamed or don't feel like you're too. Um, I guess you're not good enough to go to the dj say hey i'm an inspiring dj i i encourage that when someone comes up to me and say hey man you know i really appreciate what you do i like what you're doing you know can you show me something i'm like that to me that is the that's the biggest compliment that i could ever receive because they're looking at me in amazement like they're i'm doing something that they like so i don't take that for granted so just just own own what you're going to do own your craft, own your 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 trademark. Own don't be like me. Be yourself. Create whatever lane that you want to be in and and just own that. Because one thing I tried to do was I, I wanted to be like so and so or I wanted to mix like so and so or listen to what he did and I want to do that. No, cuz I'm I'm not being genuine to myself. So practice practice Practice, man. We talking about practice. <laughs> you right. That's what DJ Cool told me. DJ Cool. That's when I asked him. I said, "What advice would you give me as an up and coming DJ?" He said, "Practice." He said, "When no one's looking, no one's around, 
go in your house or in your bay, wherever you go, and practice. When you don't have a gig that weekend, still play. He said, because you have to continue to reinvent yourself. Do not be uh, don't don't be so complacent to where you think you got it going on when that next up and coming guy is willing to push you right on out of there. Right. Because he is hot. You're right. You're right. You know, and you don't want to be the outside looking in because you think you got it going on and you don't think you can't get any better. I've, I'm my worst critic, bro. I I beat myself up. I record all my sets and I, I play them back and I'm like, God damn it. Argh, argh. I could have right. did that better. Or why didn't I play this song? Or how did I play? Why? Man, what am I doing? But the crowd never knew it. Right. They never they never knew that I didn't do something right. Never knew it. I so it. okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Well, tell the people where they yes, are. Where can they find you? Uh your handles. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm, on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Facebook, Daryl, DJ Daryl Scott, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-S-C-O-T-T, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Snapchat. All the same name. Daryl DJ Daryl Scott. You still got the you can follow me on Mixcloud, Daryl DJ Daryl Scott as well. Um, I have about maybe 40, 50 live mixes that you can listen to at your leisure uh, and more to come. So um, working on the website. Um, and um, if you follow me on any social media platform, I definitely will update you on all my parties and upcoming adventures. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Daryl Scott, I appreciate your time, brother. Thank you. I'm Much love to you. Here. Thank uh, you, sir. After I start practicing for the next 20 years on my controller, I can, I'll be ready for a three or four song set. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm going to invite you to VA and let you rock the crowd, man. You're going to be my protege. I sure will. And I'm going to hit those presets on the songs you already set up for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that sounds like Daryl makes right there. It is. Yeah, Stop he's a wrong. protege, brother. <laughs> I've read the books. <laughs> yeah, anytime, Thank man. Just let me you, know man. whatever you need, brother. Of course. Yes, sir. Appreciate the hospitality, man.